Mary Baby, Mary J. Blige, 53 years old today. Happy birthday to Mary. This, my old partner Bernard, God rest his soul, love you, Bernie. He loved this song. A little more of Mary J. Blige, 53 today. Come on, baby. She good, man. She good. By the way, talking about uh, Bernie, found out that New York's dear friend, not just Sid Rosenberg or Bo Deedle or Joe from La Sorrentina, New York's good friend, Joe Esposito, will be laid to rest. Uh, Monday is his wake, but Tuesday, in fact, I got to leave the show early on Tuesday. Uh, Justin, tell Curtis he's got to do the 9 o'clock hour on Tuesday. Esposito's funeral is at St. Patrick's Cathedral, coming up at 9.30 on Tuesday morning. And then my dear friend Thomas Kniff, who, of course, ran against Alvin Bragg and lost. That's how stupid New Yorkers are. And he's more famous now for representing the subway hero Daniel Penny, the Marine. Thomas lost his brother yesterday, so my um, condolences go out to the whole show and my wife. To Tom Kniff on the loss of uh, his brother. Not exactly the way Judge Napolitano wanted to be introduced, but (laughs) we are just six days away from meeting face-to-face and the judge dropping off some delicious maple syrup. And the rumors are, Judge, that in the very, very near future, you may be doing these hits live in studio. Is that true? That is entirely up to you, my man. The answer is yes. <laughs> look at this. This is you. Well, you looked like a million bucks last week on your way to Newsmax. You look great, and uh, you do a great job here every week. So we're going to make that happen for you, 8.15 every Thursday. But uh, with time uh, getting short here, I want to get to this. Be, okay. I think it's going to be 8.15 on Friday. But Oh, yes, Friday. Okay. Okay. Friday, yes. 8.15. I want to get to this uh, Judge Engeron. Well, I can't believe, I mean, first of all, it seemed like he was going to allow Donald Trump to testify today at his his own trial with the uh, closing remarks. Then he said no, and then he did not delay the court date today after Trump's mother-in-law died. I mean, this guy, how could he be in charge of this? Clearly, he despises Donald Trump. You know, in the uh, manual of uh, decorum and behavior for judges, there are all kinds of guidelines when you should grant adjournments, when you should not grant adjournments. And the top reason for granting an adjournment is death in the family of one of the litigants. That is absolutely a reason that I have never heard of a judge saying no to that. Now, Trump does not have to be there today. I don't know when um, uh, Mrs. Trump's mother's funeral is or even where it is, but Trump is free to go. This is not a criminal case, so he's not forced to be there. However, he has $370 million, and the future of his corporation is at stake, and he has every right to be there. You don't adjourn when you have a witness coming in from out of, from California who's got to go back, when you have jurors who have to go back to work. None of that applies. The judge is the jury. There are no witnesses. The case has been in adjournment for the past 10 days. Big deal. Adjourned until Monday so the Trump family can pay their last respects uh, to Mrs. Trump's mother. Uh, this is a, a personal bitterness, the likes of which I've never seen. However, it's another basis for appeal. It shows an animosity 
towards the defendant, uh, yeah. the likes of which is very rare in modern jurisprudence. I mean, I've had Alina Haba on this show a bunch, and she basically has been with Trump in that courtroom every day. And she knew from day one, despite doing her best work between Letitia James and this judge, that they lost. They lost on day one. They're going to lose this. So yes. they've been talking appeals since the day they arrived in New York. Do you think that President Trump has a good chance of winning the appeal? Short answer, yes. Longer answer is this uh, judge, Justice Engeron, has been appealed five times. And all five times he's been reversed by the appellate court. So I think uh, the Trump lawyers know, let's just get this over with. Let's get all of our arguments in because, you know, this basic rule, Sid, if you fail to make an argument to the trial judge, you cannot raise that argument on appeal. So get all your arguments in. Force him to make as many decisions as you get him to manifest all the prejudices and biases uh, that he has. Uh, let the wait for the decision, let the dust settle and go right up the block to the appellate court. I'm sure they're going to do that. And they have many, many grounds to appeal, not the least of which is obvious even to non-lawyers. The personal bias of the judge who's also the jury. When the judge is not the jury, eh, the, the bias can creep in. And jurors see it, and they sometimes compensate for it. Jurors collectively are pretty smart. But when the judge is also the jury and manifests bias, it's a very, very bad system. Uh, It's like the system in the old uh, Soviet Union. Uh, You can't. So earlier this week, Judge Napolitano on Monday, the story surfaced, and it was gone by Tuesday, of course, with this media, that the DA in Fulton County, Besides another special one here, this Fanny Hall, uh, may have been allegedly having sex or some type of that type of relationship with the special prosecutor in the Georgia case. Now, I had Woody Giuliani on, on Tuesday, and he wasn't dancing in the street, but he was somewhat excited that maybe this latest piece of news would go on to show the same bias in Georgia we're witnessing right now in this civil trial in New York. But for three days, I've heard nothing about that Georgia development. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I have several thoughts on it. Uh, Fonnie Willis uh, is is like like Alvin Bragg, elected by the public, not appointed by the governor. And um, unlike Alvin Bragg, whenever she has something to say, she runs right to television cameras. She did not utter a peep when these allegations came out. In fact, uh, the day after the allegations came out, uh, the, the prosecutor, uh, first name uh, Nathan, last name Wade, still married to Mrs. Wade, is undergoing a divorce from Mrs. Wade. And Mrs. Wade's lawyers oh my God. subpoenaed Bonnie <laughs> Willis as a witness in their case. So all of this happened this week. Mrs. Willis's uh, papers, responding papers, are due today. And there's a public hearing tomorrow. If the press does not cover that public hearing, that manifests incredible bias against uh, Trump, because not only Trump, but the public has the right to know exactly what's going on here. Now, will this affect the case? It might cause uh, the court to order a new prosecutor in the case, but it will not affect, unfortunately, will not affect the allegations for the indictment against uh, the former president. So there's two kinds of prosecutorial misconduct. One kind is when the prosecutor is fooling around either with other prosecutors in the office or with money. Very serious, but that doesn't affect the case. The other is where they're fooling around with the case, where they're bribing witnesses or where they um, 
are failing to give you exculpatory evidence. So the, the, this situation is in the former category, personal misbehavior of the prosecutor. So look at it this way. She took $650,000 from her budget and paid it to this guy's law firm for him to be the lead prosecutor. So far, no harm, no foul. That, that happens all the time. You have a big case. You don't have enough of a staff uh, to vote to the case. You hire an outside expert. Well, he's not an expert. Turns out he's never tried a criminal case before in his life. And it turns out that that 650000 some of which the law firm rightly paid to him, he used to take her on a trip. Well, if this whole thing was concocted to use taxpayer funds for her own benefit, well, then you have a federal problem, and then she's a potential defendant herself. A bit of a stretch, but I think uh, that argument can be made. Wow. Well, listen, Judge, I'm uh, really excited about this uh, development, but you could be here every Friday live in studio. You really look like a million bucks, man. I mean, I haven't seen you in like 15 years. We hadn't seen each other in person. We tried to figure it out, maybe seven, eight, nine years. I don't know. But just seeing you, it's so much better. Like Curtis gets to experience this every morning. I'm jealous as hell. (laughs) To be in the studio with you. That was fabulous. And I'm glad you like that maple syrup. We'll be making it again next month.